In the book of Exodus, the 24th chapter, verse 13 and verses 15 through 18, the Bible says, And Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua, and Moses went up into the mount of God. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. Moses ascended to the mount of God. This mount of God is also known as the hill of the Lord. In the 24th Psalm, David poses a question, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? During this 40 day fast, we are ascending to the hill of the Lord. May God clean our hands, purify our hearts, keep us humble and honest. Hallelujah. Enjoy the newest episode of this special segment of Redeemed Radio entitled The Ascension. Welcome to day number five. Look how quickly time is going by. I am so excited. I'm so grateful that you are here. I just believe that you are triumphant and I believe that you are doing this thing. And I am so thankful for the Lord and how he is keeping you through this fast. And I just want to encourage you to keep going. And I am bringing this topic to you entitled what to expect when fasting so i have been getting several emails and from what i gather by god's spirit it seems like a lot of you are not very well acquainted with fasting and it seems like you are a bit surprised or taken aback so i think it's a good idea for us to converse about what you should expect while you are fasting. I don't want you to be surprised. I don't want you to be taken aback. I want you to be at ease, at peace, and ready for what lies ahead. So I'm just gonna talk to you for a little while um, by God's grace and by his spirit, whatever he um, leads me to say. Okay, so fasting is not really supposed to be a cakewalk. It's not really supposed to be naturally enjoyable. Okay, you're not supposed to physically enjoy fasting. So I need you to listen to me um, to what I'm saying, because it may sound really practical, but it will help you when things get hard, when things begin to become difficult. These little fundamental tips will help you. So I need you to listen to me. Fasting is spiritual. 
The point of you fasting is to become stronger spiritually and to make your flesh weaker. Now, as your flesh weakens or as your flesh is dying, it is going to cry out for what it needs to feel lively and strong, okay? It's going to cry out for things to continue the way they've always gone. And what you do in response to that is continue to be spiritual so that you don't give in to what your flesh is asking. In Galatians 5 and 16 gives us the scripture. It says, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now in who is the chief demon? We went over this, but I'll say it again. It's not that walking in the spirit will cut all the lustful desires out of your flesh. It's that walking in the spirit will enable you to resist the lustful desires in your flesh. So I'm going to be honest with you all today. I didn't take my um, chlorella tablet. So um, sometimes and typically when I'm on a fast, I don't take any supplements whatsoever. But with this one, the Lord wanted me to. And chlorella tablets, it has protein, it has fats, and it has carbohydrates in it. Now we're not using this as like a cheat sheet to fill our body or to like trick ourselves psychologically into feeling satiated. We're not doing that. We're taking chlorella for its benefits. If that's something that you want to take, it has protein in it. So it will help you to feel strong as you go about your daily routine and you're on this fast. So today I'm driving and all I'm tasting in my mouth, first of all, can't even tell you the last time I had this. All I'm tasting in my mouth is eggplant Parmesan with pasta. And then I'm tasting pizza. So I'm literally drinking watermelon juice and tasting eggplant Parmesan. Like, are you kidding me? So what do you think I did? I said, oh man, I didn't take the chlorella tablets. My body is craving um, carbohydrates. You know, it's craving some fat. So, oops, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's one way to combat those cravings that your body will naturally have because your body is a machine. And this machine knows that it needs certain things to function and to run just like any other machine, right? This is just an example. And so your body needs proteins, carbohydrates, fats, and uh, vitamins and nutrients and minerals and um, different types of acids and all these wonderful things, electrolytes, all that stuff to function um, in an optimum way, in an optimal way. So um, your body will ask you to give it stuff and to give it food where it can get those carbs and those fats and those proteins from. So that's where cravings come from. It's, 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 not, it's not that deep. <laughs> your body wants what it wants, right? It, because your body has this natural God-given way of functioning. But now let's make it that deep. Let's take this thing to the spiritual aspect of what's happening. 
What's happening is you decided to fast because you felt like it was necessary to. You understood that there were some things that you need. There were some areas where you're lacking in. There's some prayers you need answered. There are some, there's some deliverance you need to experience. And you felt like it was time that you did a serious fast. You want to get closer to God. You want to go deeper in God. And in order for you to do that, you have to become spiritual. You have to become more spiritual, but there's something in the way of you being spiritual. And this something is your flesh. Okay. And it's not just your body having its natural functions, your flesh. Now we're, let's talk about this part. It is the thing the enemy uses to tear up your spiritual life. Okay. He will use your flesh to destroy your walk with God. So you are on this fast to tear down this flesh so it doesn't have as much authority over you as it did before you started the fast. This is why you're on it, right? You want to be spiritually strong. You want to be spiritually liberated and you don't want issues in your flesh keeping you back from that anymore. And God has given us a wonderful remedy to accomplish this and it is called fasting. It fasting, I'm not just going to say it. Fasting is how we break down our flesh. Fasting is how we keep our body in subjection. Fasting is how we become more spiritual. You see people and they're fasting for the Lord and you say, man, they came out with such deep revelation and, and they came out with so much power and they came out with so much insight and wisdom and peace and freedom. Well, that's not just because, you know, they're so awesome. That's because they did what needed to happen for them to be spiritual enough to receive the impartation from God to come out deep and spiritual and wise. So you, whatever it is that you need, you're not going to get it all as you indulge in your flesh. It's not an option for saints. We have to fast. We have to. And some of us are so indulgent that we think that we're supposed to be able to do whatever we want to do on a fast. That's not how this works. It's not how this works. And I just told the sister recently, the flesh is never satisfied. You also, if you're saying, you know what? If only I could just add a smoothie to this fast. It's a little thicker. It would, it would satiate me a little more and the hunger wouldn't be as bad. You know, if this just so happened to have been a smoothie fast, then you would be saying, if we could only just have like a meal once a day, or, you know, if this was only six to six, then it just wouldn't be so bad. The flesh is never satisfied. This is why it takes you to hell because it just keeps grabbing at and chomping and devouring the wrong things over and over and over, indulging itself straight into the pits. Your flesh is never going to be satisfied. Whatever you're wanting, whether it's coffee, whether it's tea, whether it's a smoothie, that thing does not have the power to sustain you. If you just think about it, that thing cannot keep you. That thing cannot take away the hunger. That thing cannot, it can slow down the detoxification process, but that thing can't really do anything. It's not like the, the cup of coffee is going to fill you up. That is your flesh calling for what it knows and doing something that we learned about and who, and, um, who is the chief demon. 
So Galatians 5 and 17 says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things you would. So I'm so glad that we had that um, lesson about who was the chief demon because now we're able to see this chief in action and we're able to see what this fight against the spirit looks like. So you guys remember I said lust is the only demon that is just big and bad enough to really fight against the spirit of God through every vessel that gives it the opportunity to. So right now, listen to me. Lust is at work in your flesh, literally opposing and fighting the Holy Spirit who is trying to keep you committed to what you said you were going to do. Lust in your flesh is trying to cause you to do everything but what the Spirit of God wants you to do. Lust is using your vessel to fight against the Holy Spirit. Y'all, y'all, do you get it? Do you get it? This is nothing but an issue of Satan trying to stop you and he is using lust to do it. So I want everyone who's on this fast to understand this right now. We are all hungry. We're all hungry. That's it. The thing is, we are not all disciplined. We indulge. We eat when we want. We eat what we want. And the reason why I can say that is because I can tell that you eat what you want when you want because you are having a difficult time with discipline. You, you're not disciplined enough to not eat for a certain amount of time. You don't have that type of discipline. So that lets me know that you eat whatever you want, however you want, whenever you want. I want to challenge you that when you're off this fast, and I know you may feel entitled to just like tear everything up when you get off of this fast, but I want to challenge you to eat better. I promise you, if you had a cleaner diet, if you have a better diet, fasting would not affect your flesh so much because you already limit yourself. But when you live a life of indulgence with no limitations or only the limitations that make you comfortable, when you try to be spiritual and when you try to get out of your flesh and when you try to get away from things that you indulge in or things that you like, your flesh is kicking up. Your flesh is acting out. Your flesh is acting the fool, okay? So if some of you messed up and ate a little something, that's okay. I'm not here. I'm not judging. I'm not condemning. Let me tell you something. I applaud you for continuing. That's it. Get back in the saddle and do it. So what can you expect when you are fasting? Listen to me, because I think this may be an epiphany for some of you. You can expect to be hungry. You're going to be hungry. It's a, you're not eating. It's a fast. You're fasting from food. You're going to be hungry. This is what you should expect. Expect to be hungry. Don't expect to not be hungry. Don't expect to have your full strength. <laughs> Don't expect to be happy all the time about the fact that you're hungry. That's just not how it works until you actually get accustomed to fasting. Or if you're really taking this thing serious and you're spending time in prayer and you're reading the word of God, then you are filled. I'm telling you, okay? but you can expect to be hungry. 
you're not eating. And if you begin to feel weak, and this is why I tell people, keep your juice with you, keep your water with you, because it will sustain you and you will have to drink a lot. Yes, <laughs> you may have to drink a lot depending on how hungry you are or how accustomed you are to not eating when you want to eat. Um, you keep your juice with you, okay, so that you can sip on it throughout the day. Um, keep a little juice box or something in your pocket. Do whatever you have to do while you're on the job, whatever. Have your insulated cup filled up. Get a special one. Get one fill, um, that you fill up with water and one that you fill up with juice. Carry that thing around. Don't, But don't let anything stop you from doing what you said you were going to do. And this scripture is coming to mind. And where is this? Where is this uh, scripture? Is it in? All right, we going. We're going to it. It's in Romans 14. That's where it is. Okay, here we go. Go with me to the 14th chapter of Romans. And it says in Romans 14 and 23, And he that doubteth is damned if he eats, because he eateth not of faith, but whatsoever, for whatsoever, excuse me, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. I'm going to say it again. And he that doubteth is damned if he eats because he eateth not of faith for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, if you can have a meal during this fast and not feel bad, not doubt or anything like that, then fine. Maybe you're not supposed to be fasting. And I, I'm telling y'all, I'm not being facetious. I'm being honest with you. I have caught myself to a fast before and failed miserably. It's really important to be spirit led on a fast. Now being spirit led doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but being spirit led means that you'll have the grace necessary to complete it. Okay. So if you are eating and you feel bad about it, then that means you're probably not supposed to be eating. Okay. This is conviction and it's coming on from the inside. That's not your, your flesh doesn't feel bad. So if it's coming from the inside, then that means that's the spirit of God trying to tell you, you should not be doing this. But I felt led to go to this scripture because I want you to know how serious it is and why you have to take this fast serious. Now, again, this is not to you who have maybe eaten or listen, let me just tell y'all this disclaimer. I'm just being led by the spirit of God. Okay. <laughs> Whatever he tells me to say, I'm saying it. So this is not about any one particular, cause I got a lot of emails. I don't want anybody to feel like, Oh my goodness, you know, I confided in her and now this, that is not what's happening at all. But this is things, these are things that have been in my spirit all day while I was taking my walk and everything. And so I wrote this stuff down and actually my point so far, like I only got to point one, everything that has been said prior to expect to be hungry. That was all Jesus. And, um, I don't have this scripture even written down. You understand? So I'm just flowing with the spirit. Okay. I don't want anybody to feel like personally attacked or feel bad because like I said, I'm not judging you. Let me tell you something. I've, I've broken a fast before. I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to not feel like you're able to go on and all that, all of that. I know what that feels like. So I wouldn't want you to feel bad about that because we're all growing. But if God doesn't call you to the fast, you may not have the grace to complete the fast. Okay. But, um, I just want us to know how serious it is because when we come into fasting, so I, I need you to gather this out of it. Sometimes we don't take it serious and we have this, if I finish mentality, if I can do it, 
if I complete it, if I make it through, we're going to hope. But if you tell God you're going to do something, then you are supposed to do it. And so scripture doesn't just say if you're eating and you're doubting, you're eating and you have the convictions or you're not sure, then that's not good. But hey, everything life goes on. Scripture says, and he that doubteth is damned if he eats. Now, if you're doubting, it's best that you don't eat <laughs> until you know for sure that you can do that thing by faith. But don't don't damn yourself. Do not damn yourself. Let's go Ecclesiastes. Now, I'm telling you all the Lord has given this to me as I'm going. So let me find the scripture. I believe it's Ecclesiastes 4. But let's wait until I get there so we know for sure, for sure. Okay. Let's see. Almost there. Almost there. No, it's not Ecclesiastes 4. So it has to be Ecclesiastes 5. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Ecclesiastes 5 and 2. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and thou upon the earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. Let me tell you something. Don't be hasty. 40-day fast sounds good. But if you don't feel like God has called you to it, you don't feel like it's something that you want to do for the Lord and that you're going to commit yourself to, be careful. Be careful careful about what you say what does the bible say verse 4 it says when thou vowest a vow unto god defer not to pay it for he hath no pleasure in fools pay that which thou hast vowed better is that better is it excuse me that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay it he said listen it's best if you just don't say anything but don't tell me that you're gonna do something. Don't tell me that you're about to commit to something and then don't do it, okay? Then what else does it say? Verse six, suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither, cause you're gonna have to account for this. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at thy voice? When he hears that, oh, it was an error. That's gonna anger him and destroy the works of thine hands. Come on, please. If you set out to do this, do it. If you make a mistake, keep going. But don't do this if I or maybe I. You have to grow up in the spirit. All saints are expected by the Lord to fast, okay? We are all expected to fast because we are all expected to be able to deny our flesh. You ready to grow up in the spirit? You ready to move forward? You love the Lord. You want to be filled with his spirit. You want to be in ministry. You want to be close to him. Let me tell you what the spirit of God did to Jesus after he was baptized and um, filled. Let's go here. Luke chapter four. Let's go. What does it say? And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan as soon as he was baptized, right after he was baptized and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. So what does this mean? This means that the spirit of God, it is the spirit of God's will that you go through in your flesh, which you're going through right now. Come on, my God. Thank you, Jesus. This is really good. 
because we have this give me give me give me don't expect anything from me don't expect anything beyond what makes me comfortable God but I need you to do this for me this for my son this for my daughter this for my husband that for my wife and this for my mama and my daddy and then 10 years from now I'm gonna need you to make sure I have this 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 and this and oh so and so got that and so and so said this well I need that type of revelation and I need that type of blessing what are you doing you can't even turn down your plate so the Lord says, you want me. The Bible says that Jesus had the spirit without measure. My God, you want the spirit poured out upon you. You want to be used mightily. Pause. Some of you may say, listen, I don't even want to go that deep. Too bad. The spirit of God <laughs> wants to pour out upon you. The spirit of God wants you to go that deep. The spirit of God wants to use you in mighty and great ways that you've never even imagined. He has a process before you get there. Cause we all, you know what? Most people don't mind the idea of being in ministry and casting out demons and being a leader and doing all types of wonderful things for the Lord. But nobody really pays attention to what precedes you getting there. If we really going to do this the scriptural way, you're going to have to tear that flesh up. You're going to have to beat it into subjection and you're going to have to know how to resist the devil. You're going to have to know how to stop indulging your flesh. Why? Because in order to walk in that ministry with integrity and honesty and growth, you're going to have to know how to deny your flesh. You're going to have to be spiritual in order to do all those things. You're going to have to know how to deny your flesh. You're going to have to know how to be spiritual. You want to maintain a good prayer life. Even if you're tired and you don't really feel like praying, you just want to cuddle up in your bed and go to sleep. You're going to have to be a spiritual person because a spiritual person is going to pray. Even if they fall asleep during prayer, they're going to go into prayer prayer because you have to pray because you, you can't just have conversations all day with everybody in their mothers, in their fathers, every stranger you see on the street. Hey, how you doing? Hi. But when it comes time for you to go into prayer, you can't do it. Absolutely not if you want to be spiritual. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So being spiritual requires something of you. It requires sacrifice and it requires you to be able to resist the temptation of Satan. So verse two, what does the Bible say? This is why I love. Um, I like I, first of all, every gospel is great. I really, I don't want to say anyone that I'm partial to, but anyway, I will say this about the chapter, um, of chapter four of Luke and how he depicts or the details that he includes in what happened during Jesus 40 day fast. Verse two says Jesus was being tempted 40 days of the devil every single day for 40 days satan tempted jesus every single day satan tempted jesus i need y'all to understand that it wasn't just at the end or um whatever i guess maybe this could have happened through the course of the 40 days it could have happened towards the conclusion i don't know but it wasn't just those three times. It was every single day, every day, every day, 
Satan had something to tempt Jesus with every day. And it was a spirit of God's will that Jesus be tempted in this way. Why? What did he say to John the Baptist when it was time for him to be baptized? John the Baptist said, well, um, I have need to be baptized of you. And he said, suffer it to be so, so that righteousness can be fulfilled. This is a part of righteousness being fulfilled. Jesus was showing us what the process of God is like when he's maturing us, when he's creating us to be who he had always created us to be, when he's beginning to do that shaping and that molding and that refining. This is a part of the process. You have to be tempted by Satan and you have to come out <clears throat> and you have to fast and you have to resist temptation and you have to come out, come out swinging, come out fighting. You fall down, you stand back up but you don't give up. Don't give up. He was tempted 40 days, 40 days, every single day. Okay. So equate that to every single day. There's, um, he's smelling bread and he's in a secluded place every single day. He's seeing something or having to cast down thoughts and imaginations. And he's having to resist the fact that he's actually hungry also. Okay. Every day. And this was the spirit of God's will so that we can see a display of righteousness. Okay. So that we can see the suffer it to be so for um, the sake of righteousness. So we have to understand that if we want to be righteous, we're going to have to go through the same process. If you want righteousness to be fulfilled in you, you have to go through the same process that Jesus said, listen, suffer to be so, so that righteousness can be fulfilled. You have to go through this. It's not going to be anything different. There's no different process for you to attain to that righteousness. Okay. You have to go through this. You have to do it and you have to resist the temptation to eat. Now, saints, saints, we have to be able to grow to a place where we can resist the devil. And let me tell you something. Satan gets creative with how he comes at us. Do you hear me? But we have to grow to a point where we can say, you know what? I'm beyond that. I'm above that. I can resist that. He can't get me with that anymore. He's not going to slow me down this time. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. It's going to be shame on me. I'm not going to let this happen again. I'm going to do this the right way. He was tempted 40 days, 40 days of the devil. And he was hungry. I'm sure he was hungry because he had a human body and human bodies become hungry when you do them. And he didn't turn the stone into bread. He didn't get any anything to eat. So I want y'all to keep him in mind as your example, as you move forward, if you've eaten, Listen, I've already said it. I'm going to say it one more time. Keep going. I'm not here to say that you were wrong. Cause let me tell you something. Everything is a learning experience. And I know that some of you who ate have felt conviction and there have been times where I messed up and you know what I would say? I would say, Lord, help me to remember how this feels so that the next time I'm presented with this situation or a similar situation, I can think back on the conviction and whatever else that I'm feeling and never do that thing again. Y'all can make that one a part of your prayers when you feel like you've done something that you shouldn't have done. 
but by all means keep going but i want you to know that what you're going through is the spirit of god's process this isn't just something that you know you drum up no no i don't think people just drum stuff like this up this is what the lord has called you to it is his good pleasure that you deny your flesh he wants to stretch out in you he wants to do more in you he wants you to be more committed to him he wants you to be more disciplined and there's one way that you gain that that is not just poured out upon you just because you want it because if god just gave it away we would be some weak entitled saints do you hear me but we earn this spirituality okay we work for it we sacrifice for it we don't just get it handed to us we get it handed to us after we make the appropriate sacrifice for it though, okay? This is why he says, some things are only gonna come out with prayer and fasting. You really want it, you're gonna have to give something up. You're gonna have to, and it's not because he likes for you to be so hungry, but you have to get out of your flesh. Because again, that's where the enemy attacks you. And as long as your flesh has control over you, so does the enemy, okay? So, the next thing you can expect with that said, is expect to be tempted by Satan, if I haven't said this already. Because first of all, I have a whole bunch of things written down, a whole bunch of points. Let me tell you something. As far as I know, I've only just said the second one. So this is not going at all the way I thought it would. <laughs> just wanna let y'all know that. It happens, it's fine. But expect to be tempted by Satan. Expect him to have somebody come before you with exactly what you like. You like that fried pork? Huh? See, I'm from Bushwick. So I grew up around a bunch of Dominicans and Puerto Ricans. You like that fried pork? With hot sauce on it? Your husband will come right past you. And it'll be in an aluminum foil too. So you know it's good. You know it's seasoned. He may have like some onions with it or something. Won't even have no rice. No, it's just the pork. Just that you so you heard. I don't even eat meat. I just swallowed. That's something I used to like. <laughs> He will just come past hot sauce on his face, a crumb right under his nose, just in your face. Just, oh, I'm sorry, babe. I know you fast. I don't know where else to eat something. Did you expect to be tempted by Satan? Expect for when your kids are in the car and they're eating their French fries and their chicken nuggets. Expect for it to smell like Thanksgiving, even though the saints don't celebrate that. Just expect it. Expect to be able to smell every grain of salt every speck of garlic and onion powder expect that expect it expect to be tempted by satan to do exactly the opposite of what you said you were going to do now you said you wasn't going to eat for 40 days he is going to do everything possible to get you to stuff your face because he does not want you to be spiritual he wants to continue to have power in you and over you hello Hello, y'all have to know that this is bigger than just you wanting to eat, <laughs> okay? It's not just about your plate. You're in a war right now. You are currently in a battle. Fasting is a war tactic. It's a strategy. And the way Satan counters this strategy is with tempting you. Come on, turn that stone into bread. Come on, you know, you're weak right now. Make some poor choices, come on. Don't you want this? Don't you want that? What is he using? Using lust to try to tear you down. Using lust to cause you to sin. Using lust to oppose everything that God is trying to do in you. 
fighting against everything God is attempting to do in you, expect to be tempted. Expect it, okay? Expect to want everything on planet Earth to eat. Expect all of that. This is not something new under the sun. This is a warfare tactic. I need you to resist the devil and he will flee from you. That is a promise in the scripture. If you would just resist him, if you would just say, man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from God, by every word of God, you will be fine. You will be fine. I didn't say that you will stop being hungry. I did not say that. I said, you will be fine. Something that um, was noted to me or highlighted to me is that after about two to three days, it became really tough for y'all, okay? And in this, in one of these podcasts, I don't know which one, um, but for this 40 day fasting, one of these podcasts, I told you all that you are going to be going through detox symptoms. I was trying to tell you what to expect. You are going to want to eat. You are going to have a headache. You're going to be hungry. You're going to feel fatigued. You're going to feel lethargic. You're going to want to give up <laughs> because your body is detoxing. That's actual toxins and things leaving your body. And this is how it makes you feel. It's um, when you think about uh, someone going through withdrawals, it's, it's similar to that. It's all the stuff that you were just putting in and putting in and putting in your body that it was dependent upon. Now it doesn't have it and it's going through this process of detoxification, okay? You cannot give in. There's another side to this process and it feels really good. I'm telling you, it will pass, you will be fine. And again, I'm gonna slide this in here. If you eat better, detoxing will not be so harsh, okay? I'm not saying that you won't be hungry during the fast, but I'm saying that you won't have those, um, that, that fatigue and I can't do it and I can't walk and all that stuff. Like walking has been one of the best and most enjoyable parts of this fast so far. It feels so good to get out and breathe in fresh air and walk. I love walking around a bunch of trees, okay? I, it just it just feels like the air is just clean and abundant. And if it's breezy, it's just blowing all up my nose and down my throat. And I'm just inhaling and oh, I mean, let, let me relax. But as you can as you can tell, I have been enjoying those walks and I recommend that you do it, that you get your body moving. I remember seeing that movie, Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead. And it's coming to mind now that he actually went through those detox symptoms and he did not want to get out and he didn't. He didn't get out the bed for a while. But on the other side of that, that, that first shock of your body detoxifying, he was walking all over the place, okay? And something that the Lord kept bringing to mind as he was imparting this message to give to me throughout the day and more towards when it was time for me to, you know, start recording maybe a few hours ago within that time frame, he brought back to mind what he told me. There are people in the world who fast water only for their own carnal purposes just because it's something they want to accomplish, just because they wanna lose a bunch of weight really quick. There are people who do this and they're not even being deep or spiritual and they accomplish it because of their will. 
because they have the willpower to do it. Come on, we're going to get silent for a minute. I want you to think about that. Mahatma Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, uh, okay, somewhere around there. He's sitting around, ribs showing, skin drooping, talking about he not eating or drinking for some um, type of peace or something he wanted to accomplish. Really? And the saints out here upset because they got to drink juice and water. And this man out here doing stuff because nothing for Jesus. So for his own purposes, because he had something to prove. Really? What's up with the saints today and tomorrow and for the next 35 days? What's up with the saints? Somebody talk back to me. I can't hear you, but I need you. I need you to say something to me. Okay. Okay. Oh, so that's what's up with the saints. Okay. Thank you for talking back to me. Yeah. Cause I didn't know. I couldn't figure it out, but the Lord, you know, he was so right about that, that people do these things out of their own willpower. And he taught that to me when it was time for me to do this reboot and it wasn't for spiritual purposes, you know, because you can lean on God's grace and you can lean on the spirit of God and you can take solace in the fact that this is what God wants me to do. This is what God has called me to, and he's going to empower me. And I have to keep my word to him. And I want to do this because I want to gain what I'm supposed to gain. But he wanted me to just do that on my own will. And I had to have some strong will. And yes, literally, the enemy audibly told me to eat audibly. And I said, you know what? If he wants me to eat, then that must really mean I'm not supposed to eat. Th thank you. I ain't eating nothing. We're going to see this 60 days through. And I did it. Willpower. Let me tell y'all something. God should be all the motivation that you need. But also, think about yourself. Think about this. Do you have willpower? Can you resist what you really want? Think about it. And if the answer is no, then guess what? You really need this fast. Because it's going to give you willpower. And it's also going to give you spiritual power. And you need that. You need that. You need to be a disciplined person. Disciple and discipline. It goes hand in hand. You can't be a disciple without discipline. Okay? So you need that. You, the, the two words are interconnected. I'm telling you, that means something. I mean, it actually means something. I taught on it. I have notes on it. I didn't teach on it during my like YouTube teaching ministry. It was like before then. So don't expect me to start qu quoting the Greek and all that stuff. But it's literally connected the two words. And um, you have to be disciplined if you're going to be a disciple. It's, it's inexcusable. You, you, you have to do it. So expect to be tempted by the enemy. Expect to be hungry. Expect for people to discourage you. Expect for, because first of all, we wrestle not with flesh and blood and the enemy needs to use somebody to deter you. If you've made up in your mind that you're going to follow the Lord and do this fast, the enemy will have to use some, some vessel. If you have a made up mind that now he has to use some vessel to tell you why you shouldn't, why you can't, why you won't, why you'll fail. He will use people, whoever he can. Don't take, don't take it personal. We're on the battlefield right now. He'll use your mama, your daddy, your auntie, your friend, 
your cousin, you hear me, he'll use anybody, your children, he'll use whoever is weak enough to allow him to, to tell you why you shouldn't do this, to tell you why you need to stop. Now I wanna interject here that someone contacted me and said, I didn't read the email, you know how you see like the little preview, I didn't get to read it. But um, they said that they're stopping because their leaders told them to. That I totally respect. Actually, I feel like you should have permission from your leaders to do it. And I know that may sound strange to us because we're a part of the body of Christ and nobody should really object to you going on a 40 day fast. But I'll tell you why I say that you should have your leaders approval because your leaders, they watch for your soul and they are concerned about you. They want to know what you're doing and they want to make sure that they are governing it according to the call of God on their life. Some people are just saying no, just because they have the power to. But some people genuinely said, listen, I don't know her. I don't know her fruit. I don't know her ministry and you follow my ministry. And I'm telling you, I don't want you to do that. When it's time to fast, the Lord will tell me and then I will tell you. Listen, I respect that a hundred percent. Do what your leaders tell you to do. So I don't want you to be like upset with them or anything like that. You, you're supposed to, you're supposed to submit to the people who have authority over you. Okay. So if they're not okay with it, then don't do it. Okay. Um, but outside of that, the, the enemy will use people to discourage you. He absolutely will. The, the enemy will use people to tell you that you're not going to make it, that you're being extreme, that it doesn't take all that. And I'm going to tell you what this is. This is people who have never attained to what you're about to attain to, because if they knew, if they knew what it was like, if they knew about 40 day fasting, if they knew about the, the depth of the sacrifice, they would be praying you through this. They would not be trying to pull you away from it. So you have to understand that people, a lot of the times, a lot of the times, especially if they're not fully submitted to God or not fully fully delivered, they will not really want to see you go past what they've done. Okay. So now you're about to do something they've never done. That's a problem. Something have to be wrong with you. They didn't have to do all that and they're doing just fine. So you don't have to do all that either. And then, and then some people just genuinely don't understand it. So they, you still not going to eat. You sure you don't want something to eat? Girl, you crazy. You better eat something. You know, some people, they don't do it because they're jealous. They don't do it because of some type of in, uh, superiority complex. They do it genuinely. They feel like they are concerned about you and they just care. And this is their way of expressing it. But remember what uh, Jesus said to Peter. He says, you know, say, and get thee behind me. I rebuke you. He said, you don't know the spirit you're in. This is what he said to um, Peter. You don't know the spirit you're in. You think that what you're saying is for me, but it's really against the will of God for my life. You don't know what the spirit, what spirit you're in. You don't savor the things of God. Okay. So expect to be discouraged from doing it. Don't expect everybody to give you a pat on the back and be rooting you on and cheering you on and all that stuff. Don't expect it because 9.5978 that's not a number, but either way, it's not a decimal. Either way, 9.597, I'm just having fun doing that. Let me stop. Nine times out of 10, let's just do that. People are not going to encourage you. Now, if this is something that you do consistently, then everybody will already know, back off. She does this. This is what she does. That's her thing. You know what I'm saying? 
leave her alone she'll be fine leave him alone he'll be fine some people like you know especially if it's your family and things like that they will genuinely have concern for you like you sure you're not gonna eat? my brother you're not gonna eat for 40 days for what though are you going to make it <laughs> it is not them being evil okay sometimes they genuinely just care about you and they want to make sure that you're going to be okay and that you're going to be in the best health so don't always take it as a personal attack you don't always have to you know and first of all even if you do feel attacked don't say anything just leave it don't but a lot sometimes everybody's not attacking you but you can expect people to ask you questions and possibly discourage you from doing it. Sometimes they're being sent by the enemy. Sometimes it's their own flesh, their own questions, their own curiosity. Okay. And I think that's it. Expect to be hungry. We talked about lust in your flesh. You can expect to have cravings. You can expect to want to eat. Expect that. And if it helps you, start thinking of a good menu for when you come off the fast. That should help. But life is so busy. Try not to think about it as far as I have 35 days left. Like, don't think about it. Think about how far you've come already. Think about how quickly these days have gone by and know that time passes and you will get there. We are all ascending together. And so when you think about an ascension, it sounds so good. It sounds so deep and spiritual. Thank you, Lord. Right. But you got to climb. You have to actually move up. And that's not easy to do. Think about climbing a mountain. And that's what we're trying to do in the spirit. Well, it's going to take us going through some discomfort in the natural. When people climb mountains, they are not going in a, a very normal or natural way. Okay. We're used to a certain type of ascension, you know, maybe like some stairs or something like that. Maybe like an escalator or something on a little, uh, diagonal, something on an angle. We're not used to just going straight up, just ascending like that. That requires something of you. Okay. So, um, remember you're ascending, you're climbing, you're going higher. This is what it feels like. Yes. This is what that feels like. I love you so much and I'm praying for you. I pray your strength in the Lord. You guys are in my heart, on my mind. I'm thinking about you. I'm hoping you're doing okay. Even though I can't necessarily read or even respond to every email, I'm, I, I would love for you guys to like give me quick updates and just let me know real quick, I'm doing good. I'm pressing through. I may not wanna do it, but I'm doing it anyway, okay? And for every person who has been contacting me saying, hey, Tiffany, can you resend me? Can you send me the information for the Zoom link? If you are on, if you are receiving emails from the ministry during this fast period, you have received your Zoom link, okay? You are probably overlooking it. There are some people who asked me to send them that Zoom link before registration closed over and over and over. And listen, I sent it over and over and over again and by them continually asking me for it it lets me know that they didn't look in that spam folder or the promotions or they just missed whatever day it was okay so go back and check just just go and check look through your mails type um your emails excuse me type in i am redeemed ministry and um this is why i wanted i wanted this to be a good uh sense of community I, I wanted it to be ordered and structured so i have this emailing list and i'm sending out emails to people who said they wanted to fast and i'm encouraging them I'm sending them videos um you know i'm trying to keep this thing 
tight and keep this thing going. So if you're on that emailing list, then you receive the Zoom link because it went hand in hand, okay? You received it, you have to look for it. It's in there somewhere. And um, by God's grace, if I have the time, if I find the time, I will absolutely send it again. But again, if you're on this list, I sent it to you. You have to find it, okay? You have to find it. So with that said, um, and when I say this list, I mean, if you're receiving the emails, the 40 day fast emails, if you're receiving those, you receive the zoom link. Okay. Cause I went over those things with a fine tooth comb and I couldn't just keep doing it and keep doing it. I knew I had to get, um, a list of contacts together so that I could send out the emails. That's why I had to stop registration at some point. Okay. Because it would have been too much for me to keep adding people and people literally it's Tuesday. People are still saying, Hey, I want to do the 40 day fast. It started already. It's already begun. <laughs> it's like, you go, I, I'm thinking according to the will of God, maybe we'll do this every so often. So there's always next time. Or of course, allow the Lord to lead you into your 40 day fast with him. Um, but anyway, I love you all. I'm praying for you. You are in my heart. You're on my mind. I pray that the Lord continues to grow in you. I pray that this has given you some insight. I want y'all to understand this. I'm hungry right now. Y'all are not the only one who has to do work, housework, go places and stuff like that. I actually do too. And I'm doing it with my juice. I'm doing it with my water. I'm making sure I'm supplementing. And that's it, y'all. Yes, that's okay. You're going to be hungry. You're going to want to eat. You're going to feel a little tired. That's fine. That is fine. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. You're not alone. You have a great community of people with you who are doing this same thing with you. I love you all. God bless you all. May the grace of God be upon your life and keep you during this time. And you're going to look so good on the other side of this 40 days. Oh, you're going to look so good. There's going to be some great things, some great blessings on the other side of this 40 days on the other side. It's gonna be awesome. And I wanna see you on the other side. I wanna see you at the peak. Bless you in Jesus name. Have a blessed day y'all.